Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. How's it going? You guys all look amazing. Um, just, yeah, I, I was just thinking it's, my family and I, we've been here for almost eight months now, almost eight months, flying, flying. The first couple of months felt like an eternity and now it's like whoosh, eight months, right? Um, and it's, it's incredible. It's incredible in, in so many different ways, but we are so excited about the season our church is in, right? And, and I'm, 100% sincere, uh, we, we moved here because we're excited about the church, right? But now that we're here and we're living it, just so, so excited about what's coming. Truly believe, guys, that there is amazing things happening uh, behind the scenes, in the scenes, however you say that, right? Um, and uh, the stuff is coming. Like, the stuff we're sowing into right now, this, this outpour, like, this is sowing a seed that without a doubt, in 2024, we're gonna see fruit from this, right? We're gonna see as we get ready for this year, um, as we prepare, we start to plan out. It's an exciting season, and I hope you guys feel that, because it should be for all of us, right? Uh, and, and so we're coming into Thanksgiving, uh, amazing. I'm, I'm thrilled also, because it's my first winter, fall, winter in like decades to be in Chicago, so um, we had to buy winter coats, and I literally had to text a picture to JP. I was like, is this a winter coat? Like, I don't even remember. Like, I was looking at a jacket, I was like, is this even thick enough nowadays, or what? But so it's going to be exciting for the kids, and, and yeah, well, yeah, amazing. Um, and, and I want to share with you guys a few kind of specific things that are on my heart for our church this morning. Um, I was reading uh, probably a week before last in, in the book of Zechariah, and I felt like just, it's just been just there ever since then. I just want to talk about it a little bit. The book of Zechariah, he's prophesying uh, when the Jews return from captivity in Babylon. Okay, so he is uh, uh, prophesying around the same time as Haggai. If you're a Bible nerd and you're, you're into this stuff, he's, he's talking, he's, he's encouraging the people as they move into a really cool season of their lives. So they were in captivity, which really represents us before, before we were saved, right? And, and they're, they're moving into this time of building. And again, I feel like our church is in this season. This, this special offering, Pastor JP said a couple weeks ago that he's wanted to do this for years, didn't really get the green light. Now he has that. He, you know, Everyone's in agreement. It's happening. We're preparing for the future. Stuff is happening. And, and God, through Zechariah, is encouraging the people in, even though it was thousands of years ago, a somewhat similar type of season. Okay, So they're, they're believing to see more. And they're, they're, they're there. They're ready. And he says this. I'm going to read a few different passages in Zechariah 8. Uh, but this is uh, what it says in verse nine. He says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Now hear these words. And this is what I believe the word for us today is. Let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. Let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. Check verse 12. We'll jump down to verse 12. He says, and I know this is like a, a beautiful blessing promise. He says, the seed will grow well. He's talking about this group. They've been in captivity. They're coming home. They're trying to farm again, get the land ready again. He says, the seed will grow well. The vine will yield its fruit. The ground will produce its crops and the heavens will drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of this people. So that's exciting. It's like, yes, 
the fruit of the vine and the crops and the, 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 it's all happening. This is going to be good. But then in verse 13, the next verse he says, so I will save you and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. He says it again. But as you're hearing this, in verse 12, he's like, hey, guys, this is going to be good. Seed's going to grow. There's going to be more than enough. You're going to have crops. There's even some vino on the vine. It's going to be good, right? But then he says again, don't be afraid. So be like, well, why? I mean, you were talking about the crops. Why am I going to be afraid? There's fruit and, and vegetables. It's like it's all coming. Like, don't tell me not to be afraid. That's, that's, if somebody says to you, hey, something's about to happen, don't get scared, right? You can be like, well, what's going to happen, right? But he's, he's saying... He's, he's promising something. He's saying, guys, it, everything's going to be okay. In fact, it's going to be better than okay, but it might be freaky for a little while, okay? So the Israelites, the Jews here, there, there was people all around them that wanted, they, they wanted bad for them, right? Uh, there's a group of people that eventually became like the Samaritans, the New Testament. They're all around the Jews at this moment, and they're, they're threatening, and they're, they're doing a bunch of stuff. And so if their focus was on that, they would be afraid they wouldn't get anything done. They'd be hunkered down, waiting for the season to end, and it would be totally fruitless. But when God comes and God says, hey, guys, listen, you're going to have everything you need. In fact, it, you're gonna be more, there's going to be crops. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be dew. Uh, so just let your hands be strong in this moment. And when, God, when he repeats that twice in a matter of, what, four verses? And then in verse 15, I don't know if they have that one, but it's just another little, I just had it in there because it just says again, do not be afraid. So he repeats twice, do not be afraid and let your hands be strong. And in the middle of that, he reminds you, you will have everything you need, okay? So, so when, I, when, I, when I go through this and, uh, and, 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 and think about our church and this season we're in, I feel stronger, this is what he would say to us. Like, hey, everything, guys, there's gonna be more than enough, it's happening, right? Like we're believing, we're praying for things. This church has been praying for things for years and years that, that we believe we're going to see come to fruition. It's going to happen. But hey, let your hands be strong because there might be, there might be some threat. There might be some, 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 some enemy, some difficulty, right, in the spirit realm. But let your hands be strong. I feel like this, this last year has been God teaching uh, me, my wife, and I, our family, how to strengthen our hands, right? And, and so even after being in ministry for many years and, you know, whatever, following the, the Lord for many years, you'd think, okay, I figured this out, but there's, there's like levels, right? And there's seasons. And um, so it was, it was just over a year ago when we decided we were going to move up here, okay? Uh, it was September. Uh, me and JP, we talked a lot, and, and it was like, okay, it's going to happen. How it's going to look, what's going to happen, there's a process still. And the process, guys, has been insane, okay? Like, I, I want to I share some stuff. I feel like now I'm finally at the point where I can talk about some of this a little bit. So when I say cra like crazy, I'm going to tell you a, a, a bit of a story here. I'm not going to lie at all or exaggerate, all right? <laughs> This is true, okay? So we decided we're gonna, we're gonna come up here. It's like, all right, God, you're calling us. Um, and here's the thing about God, though, and, and I hope this doesn't, I mean, this is truth in my opinion. So um, witnesses, I believe you, you, you can never know 100% that God's asking you to do something, right? I mean, like, if you're at 80%, good enough. Let's do it, right? And so I, I think that's faith, right? That's part of believing. There is no 100%, right? I mean, and, and so... You think, you're like, all right, I, I believe God is calling us to move to Chicago from Mexico with a blended family, and there's seven of us. I'm pretty sure, right? And so 
there's always, though, that 20% that's like, but are you sure, you know? And so we decided we're we're going for this. So again, blended family, which means that there's some legal difficulties with paperwork to try to track down. And so we're like, all right, first step, passports. Okay, can't cross the border without a passport. So some of the kids have had passports. We got to make this happen. COVID, because of COVID in Mexico, I don't know how, what happened here, it wrecked like the passport system, like wait times, trying to get on the phone, trying to make it happen. So it was, it was brutal to try to get an appointment. We finally, I mean, my wife was calling all day, right? Trying to get through, we, we get an appointment. So this is huge. We get all the numbers, we get it all ready. There's like obviously a trillion pieces of paper you need to track down for this. We got an attorney to help us. The attorney says, you are good with this paper and this paper, we're paying, it's expensive. The day comes, we got all our paperwork signed, notarized, right? And the morning of the appointment, I had to run to the store for something. So I run to the store, I'm in a rush, I'm intense. It's like, man, this is happening, we're moving. I grab some stuff. In Mexico, they built everything for people who are like, yay high, okay? (laughs) And so I'm in the store, and I've been there long, so I'm, I'm used to it, I always duck, right? And I was just in, I was in the zone. I hit the step and I like jumped out of the door and I hit my head on the bottom of the door frame. And it was old school metal. And like, I like concussed myself and split my head open, right? Seriously. So I split my, I'm like, oh, and I had to get home. I was making copies. I was making copies of the last few documents. That's what I was doing, right? So I walked home with the copies bleeding and I got, I got in the house and I sat on the bed. My wife's running around trying to get ready. And she comes in. I'm just sitting there. And I was like, I think you need to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and, and she walked over. And I moved my hand. And it was, yeah, it was open and bleeding. And so I was like, just, just drop me at the hospital and then go to the appointment. I mean, I need to get stitches, right? And so she dropped me to the hospital, stitched me up. They're off doing their thing. And I get home. And I'm just like, you know how it feels when you, I mean, you get like a head injury, right? You're worn out. And I'm sitting there and she calls me and she's like, I forgot the old passports, right? You need to bring the old ones to get And I was like, where are they? I'll drive them out there. And she's like, they're in the drawer. I was like, they're not in the drawer, right? They're supposed to be in this drawer and they're not there. Well, they're in the other drawer, right? No, they're not. So I'm just frantically just shredding things in the house because like we had to wait so long for this appointment and I couldn't find them. So also imagine that conversation later, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, like I told you they were in the drawer, but they weren't. And then obviously she comes home later because we missed the appointment. She comes home and she finds them, right? Easily. And so I just blame the head injury, obviously. But so we actually, they, they gave us a shot to come back, which was a miracle. So miracle number one, we get there, they go through it all, they're like, oh, this paperwork's not good enough. And I was like, but they said, the lawyer, nah, he's wrong. So we, we didn't get the passports. So we, I go back to the lawyer, we're freaking out, you know, we're not representing Christ well in this moment. And... And he's like, I told you that this would be fine. It's their fault. He, the lawyer blames the passport agency. So now we're like, well, what do we do, man? The passport agency says, no, you're saying that this is right. And he said, well, you can go get this one paper, but they're not going to give it to you. They won't give it to you. The government office will not give you this paper. That's what you need. And I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? He's like, well, go, go talk to them, right? So we go up to this other office and we're, we're talking to, you know, I'm like, hey, we need this paper. And these guys like, you can't get it, right? Uh, if, if you can apply and someone will look at your application in a few weeks. And we had already, by this point, made another appointment that was like four days away. And so we're just like defeated. I mean, we're like, <sighs> and I'm going to be honest, my wife, I feel like this time I did pretty good. My wife was like freaking out. No, no I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, <clears throat> like, 
Like, why? You know, this is like, was it 20%? We weren't supposed to go to Chicago? Like, what? I'm like, at this point, you're really starting to doubt. But, but again, he's teaching us, let your hands be strong, right? So we go and we, we, we tell the guy, and he's like, you can go talk to this office, but I'm telling you, it's going to take weeks. We're like, oh. so we go over there. We knock on the door, right? The, the person opens the door uh, in this office area, sees my wife, and goes, Denise? And she's like, she's like, oh, I love your makeup videos. I watch them on Instagram. She's like, she's like, this is amazing. She's like, what do you guys need? And we told her, and she's like, she's like, I'll go make you a copy. <laughs> guys, I am not exaggerating to say the only reason we are standing here in the United States is because of that paper. I'm dead serious. <laughs> right? And so it's like, we say, we say, oh yes, I want to, I want to, I want to believe. And then that moment comes, guys, I'm telling you, the Lord would say to us today, you want to move on, you want to move up, you want to see more, let your hands be strong. Because there are moments where it's like, what are we going to do now, right? Like what, what happens next? And so when God says, let your hands be strong, I feel like he's saying to us, remember, guys, remember. So now it's like, hey, remember that paper that one time? Yeah, you know, your excuses run out fast, right? I mean, I, uh, even, even now the process, now that we're here, starting over from scratch, you know, you get the only vehicle that you can because it runs, and now I'm breaking down on Ashland Avenue, right? Or like, I get in the car. The other day I got in the car. I had to mail a letter. I jumped out. I left it in the middle of the road because I'm learning how to be a Chicagoan, turned on the flashers, mailed the letter, jumped back in, and nothing Nothing, right? The gear shift, the chain broke or something. So I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm in the middle of the road and nothing's happening. So in those moments, it gets like, what am I doing with my life, right? Like why? And, and, and again, it's like, oh, remember, remember when you were a missions trip leader and the van caught on fire with 14 youth group kids in it? It's like, and the chubby kid from the team was trying to put out the fire with, took his shirt off and he's beating the flames, right? Like, like do you remember that? It's like, yes. Everything was okay that day. So I believe I'm going to get through this too, right? It's like, remember, remember, remember. And when a, in all seriousness, when you begin to think back, guys, when you begin to think back, some of you right now are, are, are worried about things and yourself from one year ago would be like, man, I am so, I would be, do anything to get where you, myself is one year later, right? And it's like, even when there's a tough, difficult day today, if I would, if I could have just seen a snapshot one year ago of how my family would be today, how this church would be today, how, how our house would be. I mean, again, every time someone comes over, I say, everything you see in this house is a miracle. We came up here with suitcases. If I could have just seen a glimpse of it, I would have been thrilled. And even so now we get discouraged, right? Or now it's like, oh, if you're self from years ago that wanted kids so bad, now your kid's freaking out and you're having a hard time, it's like, what a blessing, remember. And, and I love this scene in, in the Old Testament. This is a kind of a popular passage, but I love the context around it in 1 Samuel. The people of Israel, after going through a hard season, they're all of a sudden in a great season. They had lost the ark, which was the presence of the Lord. They have the ark back. And I just wanna go through this real quick in 1 Samuel 7. They have it back. They're celebrating. Uh, in 1 Samuel 7, it says, So Samuel said to all the Israelites, If you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of foreign gods and the, that idol and commit yourselves to the Lord. 
Serve him only, and he will deliver you. So this is a good moment. This is excitement. This is like, church is awesome. We're doing good. And then it says in verse 10, while Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. So they're in the middle of this. Again, things are good, and oh, here comes the war. It says, but that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines, threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below Beth Car. Obviously now we're not fighting the Philistines anymore. Okay? We, have, we have a spiritual enemy. So this is like a, a symbolic, a representation of how now there are spiritual forces. I mean, the, the New Testament talks about it in many places. And there, there is battle. Things happen. Stuff happens. But in their great victory moment, this battle comes and they begin pursuing. And what happens in verse 713, this is amazing. You may have heard this before, but try to see it in this context now. It says in, in 713, or 712, I'm sorry, this says, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. This is, this is so powerful. Just think about this. They're in the middle of this moment, and it's hard, and they're pursuing the Philistines, and he says, stop. Everybody Stop. It's not over yet. The war isn't over. It doesn't say till verse 13 that they were completely subdued. So they're still in battle, right? They're still, they're still dealing with the threat. And he says, stop. We need to take a break. Set up this. And, and so he didn't just like, hey, moment of silence. No, he said, go get a stone, right? Set it up. And, and this is going to represent that God has been with us to this moment, right? And there's a lot in that. So it's like God has been with us, which means he's going to be with us. So before we finish this off, let's just take a moment and say, hey, God has helped us to this, to this moment. In other words, let your hands be strong, right? Because until this moment, all we have seen is answered prayer. And yeah, there, there's been some battle. There's been maybe some, some pain involved. Maybe there has been a few bloody noses or whatever, but here we are, right? We're still standing. We made it here somehow. I mean, I, you know, looking back, it, it, the church has survived COVID. You know how many churches did not survive COVID? I mean, it was like the great church killer, seriously. And this church is, is stronger than ever. It's doing great. So let's take a moment and say, this, thus far, God has been with us. And so even though the battle may not be completely over, we've seen what he's done, and we know what he's going to do, right? And we know all this stuff we're believing for, it's only a matter of time in Jesus' name, Right? So then the next verse, 713, says, so the Philistines were subdued. They stopped invading Israel's territory. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. Throughout his whole life, he took a moment, though. He set up a stone. In other words, he was saying to all, everyone following him, do you guys realize that this is God? Like, this isn't just good luck. This isn't just a coincidence. This isn't just, oh, because, you know, whatever, the church is in the right location. No, it's, it's because God is building this house. And you're a part of it. And what the enemy wants to do is take you out. That's what he wants to do. That's his desire. He wants to take you out. He wants to pick you off. He does not want to see you in this room. Right? There's like the old preacher joke, like, you ever notice how you fight more on Sunday morning? Right? But honestly, it's kind of true. Like in your, your marriage or whatever, it's like Saturday and Sunday, my wife and I, we actually talk to each other now and say, listen, all right, um, I have to preach Sunday morning, so like, let's just be extra grace with each other all day Saturday, all day Sunday, right? A little more grace. Um, because honestly, we've seen, we've seen patterns, and, and we kind of chuckle and stuff, but I'm telling you guys, he, he doesn't want you to be, to be where you are right now. The en their spiritual enemy 
does not want it. But again, we can stop and say, okay, whatever. I mean, there's, there's enemy coming. Okay, give me one second. Thus far, the Lord has helped me, all right? Thus far, he's been with me every step of the way. And so even though I see this threat, I believe without a doubt we're getting through this, right? And, so, and don't be, I mean, we, we can't be jerks about this. So if somebody's having a rough moment, don't be like, but thus far, right? <laughs> like, let your hands be strong and they're freaking out. It's like, choose your moments, okay? Um, like next time you're fighting with your spouse, don't be like, let your hands be strong, right? <laughs> like, but, but, but in the right moments, right? And we remember, hey, let, hey, let your hands be strong, guys so that the temple of the Lord may be built. That's what we're doing here. So the temple of the Lord may be built. And when, when, when Ebenezer, or when Samuel set up the stone and called it Ebenezer, that was worship. So the first thing, our hands being strong, we remember. Remember, there's so many things. Even if it's your first day ever in church, remember where you were yesterday, okay? Remember, and then worship. It's honestly, it was an act of worship. They paused in their stress, their struggle, their pursuit. They paused to worship. And this week, we have a pretty major event on Thursday called Thanksgiving. It, it could be called worship dinner, honestly. That's what we're doing. When we sit down with our families on, on Thursday, the point of it is, is to give thanks, which is an act of worship. So as, as we're in the middle of this season, and so many of you, this might have been the best year of your life, it might have been the worst year of your life, but we have a chance to pause what we're doing and say, hey, but you know what? Thus far, God has been with us. And so let's just take a moment, give him thanks, and say, thank you, God, that you've been with me. And if this is what this year looks like with your help, where are we gonna be next year? It's gonna be, who knows, right? I believe ourselves from one year from now, we'll look back and be like, wow, look what God did. We'll get to set up a bigger stone, right? And say, he's helped us again, right? And again and again. And so as we worship, it does something. Again, it said that for the rest of his life, the Philistines didn't make it back. That worship broke something. That taking a moment to, and if you've heard the phrase monumental moment, right? That was what he, that was what literally what this was. He built a monument to mark the moment. And I think in our lives, it's helpful to recognize like, yeah, this is a major deal, what, what we've been through, what we've seen. This year, 2023, everything happening in the world, uh, everything that's happened in the last few years, it's, it's amazing that we're all sitting here right now. All the different mental health struggles that came out of COVID, all the different, uh, different persecutions and things that happened, it's like, wow, we're all right here. Can we take a second to say, Father, thank you. Thank you that we're sitting here. Thank you that our church is here. Father, thank you for, for our pastors and um, you know, the, the, the worship team. Thank you that this is still happening. Right? And, and, and when we say thank you, when we worship, there are, there are a few things that you can do in the physical that affect the spiritual. All right, and, and maybe, maybe um, Pastor JP could add to this list, but I have on my list, I have worship is one. When you do it physically, it affects the spirit realm, okay? Prophecy would be another one. When you speak out a word, uh, you declare something. Um, uh, another another um, prayer, right, when you're, when you're praying. And another one, though, is giving. When you give, there's a, you're, you're actually making war spiritually, you're actually saying like, man, this is resource of mine that I'm sowing into the kingdom of God, which is unseen, and then there's a blessing that is actually seen, right, that you can actually see and feel and, and, and taste one day. And as we are preparing this outpour offering or, or to preparing to do this this month, I wanna just take a moment and, and just remind you guys of the, the spiritual battle implications behind what we're doing here. So when we give this offering, we are saying, okay, we're, we're, we're making a stand in the spirit as well. And so this is something that we have. We have a physical resource, all of us. 
some of us more than others, but we all have a physical resource. And when we decide to, 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 to give that or to sow that spiritually, something happens we can't even see. And it is an act of worship. It is a type of worship. And so we're, because we're, we're, we're basically saying, Father, it, you're, you're above, you're, we, you're elevated and I'm giving to you. I'm recognizing that you are greater than I, so I'm worshiping you with this. And so I haven't given my outpour. We haven't given ours yet. We're, I'm still like, oh man, for real, God, right? Like still, rest, but we have another week left. We have next, this, this whole week, during the week, next Sunday, and I just wanna encourage you guys, don't let this moment like pass you by. It's a chance to do war on his behalf. It's a chance to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the, the bank statement, but thus far, thus far, God has been with me, right? We're still, sta- we're still here. No one's dying of hunger in my family. Like thus far, God has helped us. And when we make that stand, and some of you, and this is the last thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna close if the worship bank would help me, but remember worship, and some of you, you need to s- just surrender, I was trying to think of a better word or a different way to explain it yesterday for a long time, and I finally just settled on surrender. And when I say surrender, I mean just like, God, yeah, just do your will through me. Use me. Let, let me, I mean, make my, hand, make my hands strong. And, and that, that looks like me saying, okay, Father, do it in me. Do it in me. You, I will follow you. I mean, so some of, the, some of the times when we tell these stories, it's like, oh man, that's crazy. The other day I was with my friend, a uh, lifelong friend. It, it's cool because we got reconnected here now that I've moved back. And we're just talking about our lives, you know, and, and he asked me about spiders. He's scared of spiders. And I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, there's spiders in Mexico? I was like, yeah, man, actually we had, we had a black widow infestation in my house once. And we had to, I literally had to check under the bed every night. There's like a, a the trim to make sure that there was no spiders that probably laid in the bed. And he just looks at me, he's like, man, you have not made life easy on yourself, right? That's, that's how he said it. And he's, you know, he's doing great in life, right, from a secular standpoint. He said, yeah, and you've not made life easy on yourself. And I was like, I just kind of chuckled. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, but man, it's been amazing. Like, the this, this stuff that I've seen, right, or, or, I mean, I don't know, stuff I've lived, it's like, yeah, I don't have a boat, right, but but I've seen the hand of God, right? I've seen, I've seen stuff happen. Like, I, I mean, I could, I could literally tell story after story after story of stuff that I've seen uh, on the mission field, in ministry, in church, whatever. And, and I was thinking, like, I think that's the life God wants for all of us, actually, right? All of us. And, and it looks different, right? Like, I mean, it looks different. You could wear a suit and tie and have all kinds of God stories, no doubt. It looks different. But that, that's the life he desires for every one of us, is, is a life of, man, but it's been crazy, right? But it's, but it's been amazing. Because I can say, I can say, thus far, God has been with us. He's been with us. He's helped us. And then we could say, all right, that means we can have some strong hands moving forward, right? It's time. Uh, let your hands be strong. Do not be afraid. And again, I believe he would say to us, blessing is on the way, guys. It's happening. It's happening. But to, so don't be afraid and let your hands be strong so the temple may be built. All right, I wanna pray for you guys. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done, for what we've seen. Father, I just pray that you will continue to build your house, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you will build your house. And I just wanna close with this verse. JP read it already, and I, I, I had this. It was funny because we didn't talk about this at all, but, and he also, he read it a, a little bit ago, and I just want to close with this. If you're here and you feel like you haven't surrendered, 
The Bible says in Colossians 2.13, when you were dead in your sins, then in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away. He's taken it away. Nailing it to the cross, right here, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. He disarmed the enemy. He disarmed the enemy. The enemy you see that, that threatens you, the, the reason you can't sleep at night, your fear, your insecurity, your anxiety, he already has victory over that. It's already been defeated. So now we as his, as his people, as his sons and daughters, we can say, I'm in Christ. I no longer have to fear that, right? Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Father, make my hand strong. Uh, because I'm in Christ, the world actually can't do anything to me. So Father, let my hands be strong. Uh, my job, the, peer, the pressures I face, uh, because I'm in Christ, he is actually above all of that. So I can say, Father, make my hands strong at work, make my hands strong in my family. Uh, the financial pressures and difficulty, he knows what you need before you even ask him, says the Bible. So Lord, make my hands strong, make our hands strong. Lead us, guide us. And, and Father, I just pray for every, every person here, everyone who's, who's had the, 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 the personal struggle, the financial struggle, the doubt, the insecurity. Father, I pray you will strengthen Strengthen our hands today in Jesus' name. Father, strengthen us. We are grateful. Just like they erected that monument and they gave thanks. We give thanks, Father. Thank you that you have been with us. Thank you that we've seen your hand. Thank you that we're here. Thank you for what is coming. Thank you for the victory that's on the horizon. We, we believe it in Jesus' name that the enemy will be subdued in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray you will bring a, a season of life for this church like no other, for everyone in this church, God. I pray we will see you and feel you here amongst us. I pray your presence will dwell here in in Jesus' name, we thank you.